Hello and welcome back to Young Sports, a podcast dedicated to prep athletics in Western Kentucky and around the Commonwealth. I'm your host, Chris Young, and I'm delighted to have you join me for this episode. However, whenever, wherever you may be listening, thank you for tuning in. For this episode, I'm joined by a former Christian County High School standout student athlete who hopes to hear his name called during this week's 2023 NFL Draft. That in itself is a tremendous accomplishment, and he's here to tell us all about the journey to this moment. After a tremendous career with the Colonels, Corey Trice went on to even bigger and better things at Purdue University, where despite an ACL injury that kept him out most of the 2021 season, he racked up 103 tackles, five interceptions, and a pair of pick six interception returns for a touchdown in 29 games. His epic return from injury had him on National Comeback Player of the Year watch lists and propelled his name onto the radars of pro scouts and general managers alike. Now, after years of preparation, Corey will face his biggest test to date as he prepares for life in the National Football League. This is one of my all-time favorite people. Corey, thanks so much for joining the Young Sports Podcast. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for everything. You got it, buddy. Uh, well, uh, we'll get right into it, and we're going to get to some specific NFL questions shortly because I know a lot of people are interested in that. But tell us what your days are like right now as you wait for the draft, and how are you staying focused and prepared? Yeah, so right now um, I decided to stay at school um, because, uh, you know, um, uh, before I'd been at Purdue, we had new, a new coaching change and stuff like that, so – the new coaches uh decided, you know, that they was uh, able to write me up a plan just to stay in shape, stay healthy, you know, um, and, and I still have my apartment down here. So, you know, I just want to stay up here, stay focused every day. Um, I'm going to work out, you know, sometimes twice a day. And then uh, then I get on Zoom calls with teams and stuff like that. And then, you know, now I'm just uh, packing up my room. Getting ready for it. What are your emotions like as you go through some of these things? You know, you've got a good support system there at Purdue, even though you do have that coaching transition you mentioned. Uh, but are, are you able to try to enjoy the moment? Are your nerves fried? What, what's it like when you wake up and remember each morning that you're getting ready for a, the, undoubtedly the biggest moment of your life? Yeah, so uh, lately I've just been trying to take it day by day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like, I am excited, to be honest. But um, right now, you know, I'm just living in the moment, staying stay in the present. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, I still have to work out. I still have to be in shape. So every day I'm going to work out, you know, I'm just thinking about that day because, you know, at the end of the day, I have to um, make sure I'm ready for mini camp whenever my name is called. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've got to think that one of the people that is keeping you calm and keeping you centered uh, is your mom, uh, Tamika Mason, <laughs> who I, I know uh, she has no problem sharing on social media that she's your number mm -hmm. one fan. Uh, how cool has that been to to have her see you play so many games in college? She even attended, I believe, the NFL Combine that you did in Indianapolis. Uh, but what's it mean, man, to have her be such a great supporter and your number one fan? It means everything. Even uh, going all the way back to my freshman year, uh, even when I wasn't playing, she would still come to the games every day. I mean, every uh, Saturday she would come to the games, um, you know, and just stuff like that. So, like, you know, she she see everything I went through uh, just to get here, and 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 like throughout the whole process, she just stayed down with me and just like grinded it out. 
And now, like, you know, I finally have a chance, you know, you know, j- just help her situation out, you know, doing something I love doing. So she's definitely excited and definitely keep me humble at the same time. I think I even saw somewhere along the line, and again, I know she probably posts more on social media than you would prefer, but she even put up one time that she uh, FaceTimed you one night to help you, uh, to teach you how to cook dinner. So that's, oh, yeah. that, that's pretty fantastic. She's a pretty good yeah. mom. Oh, yeah, that's super woman. It's a super woman. She always makes things happen. She always, uh, you know, get things done. Uh, what, are, what are some of the things you all have been talking about as this process goes on? What are some things that maybe she shares or what are, what are some ways that maybe she keeps you kind of calm and, and again, centered as you try mm-hmm. to traverse this uh, incredible process? Yeah. So, um, you know, she definitely, you know, had me standing in the Bible for us uh, with my faith, you know, like, like I said, like just standing in the present uh, and, and, and just standing in the moment and stuff like that. And then like uh, she definitely excited. So, you know, we definitely, uh, you know, coming up with a plan, uh, financially wise and like thing, things I want to get done my first year and like even like even now just like stand in shade you know she always called me you know have you already worked out today just stuff like that and like she always want to make sure that like everything's like in order and just like make sure that I'm on top of everything uh, that I need to handle as far as zoom calls and just stuff like that I guess it doesn't matter if you're playing Bud Hudson or playing the NFL she's still your mom and is still going to tell you what's going on right 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 <laughs> Um, uh, on the, on the flip side of that, Corey, I, I know, uh, it, it's obviously, uh, not always easy to, to talk about, but I know that it's something you've discussed before, but, uh, your, your dad tragically passed away in October of 2010. Right. Uh, I think that made you about 10 or 11 years old, somewhere around there about that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your, what are your memories of your dad and how do you use his untimely passing as motivation for what you're doing right now? Yeah, cause like, I just know he's a huge football fan. Like you know, he would come to my uh, basketball game. Sports fan in general. Like far as coming to my basketball game, he would pick me up, take me to the game. Sometimes I would go over and stay, um, stay at his house with um Kadarian, uh, my other brother. You know, and we just spend time like that. And then like sometimes he'd just come pick me up. We'll go, you know, we'll ride around, and go to uh, basketball games, or like go get food, or just stuff like that. And and like just really like. I know um, he, he he would definitely be uh, excited right now for me in this moment. So, like, you know, everything I'm doing, you know, I'm still trying to make uh, my family proud, including him. What do you think his advice to be – his best advice would be to you right now if you had to had to guess? What would he what would he be telling you to, to do or be thinking about? Uh, he'd definitely tell me stay humble and just keep working and definitely, like, and just keep uh, proving that I'm the best out there every time and, like, and just keep going in with their mentality. So one of the, I think the coolest tributes uh, that I've seen really from anybody, but that's obviously particularly you, mm-hmm. uh, I tweeted this a few years ago, you put up a, made a, a poster board. Uh, right. It was a goals chart. And I know you know what I'm talking about, but I think it even references your dad at the top, mm-hmm. but you were even at a, a relatively young age, able to look ahead and think about the big picture and break out your goals by school, by football, by camp, class, in-season, and so forth. Um, some of the things on there talked about your G- GPA, attending all your classes, earning a starting role, uh, bedtime even at 10.45 p.m., which I think is awesome for a college kid, being a permanent starter, maintaining a certain weight, on and on and on. It's awesome. 
first of all, I, I know your dad would be extremely proud, not only of that, but of what you've done. But talk about that process of, of creating a kind of a goals board. And were you able to, to follow through with pretty much everything that you put on there? Oh yeah, so y'all definitely able to follow through with like a lot of a lot of things that was on there for our school, for our camp, and then like throughout the season. Um, actually, how I came up with that, you know, I just like wanted to be like, uh, like I always set goals for myself, but I want to wake up every morning and just like, like just see my goals just for motivation. So every morning I wake up, you know, I have to read my goals, and like on the days that I don't feel like doing anything, you know, I can still look at that goal sheet and be like, if I if I, if I don't get up and do anything then there's no way I can accomplish those goals. And, like, someone else out there is getting better than me. And I'm just so competitive. So I just feel like, you know, me setting goals for myself is one of the ways that me took a team to improve. Because, you know, sometimes um, – one time I had set a goal – set goals for myself and then I had got injured that season. So like that that didn't mean that, like, that like um, my goals wasn't able to be accomplished. It just – you know, I just, had to, I just had to take a time out right now and just get things together and then, like uh, – resume with those goals and I was able to get back on the field. I know the academic piece is a big part for you. And obviously Purdue University is no joke when it comes to curriculum and, and, and expectations. You uh, were on the all Big Ten academic team, uh, I believe, pretty much every season that you you played at Purdue. Uh, I know that here recently there was, a, I believe, a, a Hampshire Honor Society you were a part of. Uh, you're working on your master's too. Is that correct? Or, or have you finished right. yet? No, no. So I have three more classes. So I'm going to finish the next year uh, around this time. What are you, what did you pursue your master's in and, and why was it important for you to, to make sure you took advantage of that opportunity too? Um, so I pursued in technology innovation. Uh, so how it happened was, you know, 2021, I thought like that was going to be the year. I knew I was going to, like, go to the league. I knew I was going to graduate. I graduated with my uh, degree in communications 2021. So, like, once I got hurt, uh, so it, like, kind of set things back a whole year. I was thinking, like, man, like, how can I capitalize off this situation? It's just stuff like that. So, you know, um, I had met that uh, academic advisor and stuff like that, and they had, you know, uh, mentioned me going to grad school. I was like, ah, nah, like, I just want to, you know, kind of focus on football next year, but you know, just having talks with my advisors, my mom, and stuff like that, and like a few coaches, they were like, "Get that master's!" Like, is like basically like get that master's. They just kept telling me that, so I was like, "You know what, man? I'm just going to capitalize on the situation. Everything happened for a reason." So, you know, then that's how I really dove into uh, getting my master's. You mentioned that 2021 season where, like you said, you really thought that that would be the launching pad. You'd have a breakout year. You'd be ready to go to the league. But then, you know, as you know, lifetime uh, life sometimes hands you unexpected situations and scenarios. Uh, tell tell people who are listening about your your injury, when and where that occurred, and what it was like dealing with such a a, a difficult situation uh, at a time where you thought things were really on the up and up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, like, 2021, you know, I uh, played the first two games. Had, I, I basically had, like, good games and stuff like that, you know, and I would start seeing, like, buzz around me. So I was like, okay, you know, kind of feeling on top of the world, you know. And then um, in practice one day, uh, going to Notre Dame week, I had, uh, had a high sprained ankle. So I like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit out two games and I'm going to come back uh, after the bye week. Uh, first day of practice in the bye week, you know, I had a tour my ACL. And I didn't even know I tore it. Basically, I had finished practicing everything. 
they they had I felt some of my knee, but you know I wasn't you know I wasn't really thinking too much of it. <clears throat> I went in and got a check. Uh, it was all good. Woke up the next morning, it was swollen, and that's when I got an MRI, and that's when I realized that. Um, but the doctors that told me I tore my ACL, and then like that's when thing like kind of started hitting rock hit it, it kind of hit rock bottom for me. You know, I thought like you know, thought I kind of thought it was over. I kind of I was losing my I felt like I had lost my identity. I feel like you know I had lost like kind of everything. To be honest, like I feel like I wasn't a part of the team no more. I didn't really want to go out. And just stuff like that. So it, it was tough. It felt like I had, it, it was just tough. You know, I feel like I was just losing a lot of people in my corner, even though, like, they was, you know, talking to me every day, keeping up with me and stuff like that. It just, the whole time I, I, I was, um I, I was separating myself and I didn't even realize it just because, like, I was just so, like, I was so hurt. I couldn't accept it. And then, you know, um, once I feel like I was at my lowest, that's when I took that journey with God. And that's when I really, like, dove into the Bible. And, like, and the whole time I thought I had, uh, I had my faith first, but to be honest, I had football first, and then that's when I had to like rearrange that situation and really like lay the foundation with my faith. And I feel like that was kind of that was that was a blessing in disguise for me because you know that was one of the things that helped me like get to this point, you know, and helped me just see things the way God said and stuff like that. So it was tough at first, but like like once I took that journey and I was able to accept my injury, then I was able to you know like then it wasn't. It, it, then it became not uh, will I come back. It was all when I will come back. So then I'll change my mindset, just knowing like things gonna be better. And then you know I, I had I had a little um, setback um, around the um, springtime that year. You know my knee was just still bugging me. I didn't do any spring, didn't do any summer, didn't do any. Uh, only done one week of fall camp. Then I just started like healing out of nowhere, like. But the whole time I tore my ACL was because I came back too early on my ankle. But I had to go back, had to backtrack on that. But yeah, so it's just why I came back too early. And but yeah, and then I, I went into the first game, you know, like you no. Know, then they t- I had to play with a brace on. So then I went in the first game, had a really good game. I was like, okay, you know, I was like, you know, because every every game and every practice for every game and every rep was like practice for me. Cause I like I said, I didn't get any summer. No spring, only have uh, one week of uh, camp. And it's like, first game is Penn State. Like, that's a big first game. And it's like, okay. You know, I had to just really lock in, just go out here with, uh, leap, with a leap of faith and just stuff like that. And, you know, every game I was just trying to get better and better. So that's kind of how that, uh, that whole situation that went. It's amazing when you lay it out like that, how, how difficult it's just from listening to it how how big of a hole that was to climb out of and yeah. the fact that you recovered enough to not only have a stellar final season in 2022 but then to uh to be invited to the uh, the NFL combine in Indianapolis and to uh to really put yourself now in a situation to where you're being discussed uh, and we'll we'll kind of jump into this uh, as Maybe as early as a third or fourth round draft pick in the NFL, uh, that has to just make your your heart sing when you think about where you were and where you are now in just a really really short short amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Cause like you know, people always be like, man, like is this is, is this like in this moment is you kind of stressed and stuff like that. And I was keep telling man, last year around this time I couldn't even run full speed. Like my knee was just bugging me so much, so. 
for me to be in this moment now, like I'm just I'm thankful, like I'm blessed, and I'm just happy just to be here. Like you know, just, just off like last year, like like what was going on with me and stuff like that. So, for for people that are watching you out there from a, a scouting standpoint, you you mentioned that you resume with some of the teams. You're a six foot three, somewhere around two hundred and ten pound cornerback that's got some great speed and ball skills. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What makes you the most successful uh, and, and will make you a successful pro player? Uh, so um, what I'm hearing, you know, uh, day two, day three, you know, uh, early day three, uh, late day two in between there, um, you know, like what's going to make me a successful NFL player is like I'm, I'm like I'm more mature, to be honest, like everything that I learned, like from how to get through adversity, from like technique standpoint, everything. I'm going to translate to that in the NFL. So I feel like, yeah, I'm going to be a rookie, but like, I'm going to come in like just knowing every, so much uh, football. And then like I tackle. So I, I feel like I tackle so well. So like that's going to like help me, you know, just like because I feel like I already ch- checking that box. Um, a technique that I do, I know like that um, a lot of coaches trying to get guys to do it. Yeah, I, I know a lot of coaches trying to get guys to do it. And like I feel like, you know, I'm only going to keep getting better with that far, as far as my, my, my pre-step technique. And then, like, man, I just play man coverage. Like, I make a lot of plays in man coverage. You know, I really, like, eliminate receivers. So, that's the, I feel like those definitely are some things that's going to, like, help me translate to the NFL really well. Is there a specific situation or a, a favorite team of yours or a franchise you'd maybe like to play for? Have you thought about that? Oh, uh, so, like, as you know, I grew up playing basketball. I grew up, you know, hooping a lot. So I never really had, like, a favorite football team and stuff like that growing up. So, you know, to be honest, no, like, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful and I'm blessed. Where uh, where do you plan to watch the uh, the draft and, and what are your plans for that? Um, It's going to, you know, it's going to, it's, it's a little uh, disclosed, uh, you know, I don't really want like too many people to know where I'm at and stuff like that. But you know, I definitely let you know after this, though, for sure. All right, so it's a private event. I understand. Definitely, and, definitely. and I know for something like that too, you're a you're a, a family guy, and and you've mm-hmm. got your 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 close knit crew, and you want them to be a part of that. And I think that's really right. you'll get to watch that with them, which I think is fantastic. Definitely, definitely. Um, what's what what's it going to mean, Corey, to to hear your your name called, whether it's First day, second day, sixth day, which I don't think that's going to happen, as you just alluded to. But when that eventually happens, whether it's Commissioner Roger Goodell or a, a team representative saying that Corey Trice has been drafted to the NFL, try to put into words what on earth that's going to mean to you. It's kind of like bittersweet. Like, just like, it, I feel like it's going to be amazing. You know, it's going to be emotional for sure. You know, just because I feel like I went through so much just to get here. And I feel like if I knew the journey that I was going to have to take to get there, I probably wouldn't even been doing it, to be honest, because it was just so much. But, man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be excited, you know, mixed emotions, going to be, you know, kind of emotional, you know. But I'm definitely going to be humble and I'm definitely going to be ready to work and make sure that I'm in shape, ready to go for minicamp and, just, you know, definitely going to uh, be prepared to uh, give that team I go to uh, my all. I know uh, you mentioned obviously basketball and, and the local basketball scene in Hopkinsville and Christian County is always strong. Something that I, I put up a, a few weeks ago, and I, I think you might have seen this, but 
Think about the fact that you and the NFL, Easton McGee in Major League Baseball, and Jamarion Sharp, and maybe others, Jalen Seabury, if, if he gets an opportunity, could potentially be playing in three of the major professional sporting leagues all around <laughs> the same time. That's unheard of in, from small towns. But what would that mean to you to, to get to know you're playing pro sports with some of those guys? And and what does it mean for, for Hopkinsville and Christian County to be represented by you guys? Uh, honestly, it'd, be, it'd mean everything, man. Just because, like, we get to show, like, parents that, you know, their kids can do this too. We actually showing kids, like, that they have hope. Um, you know, growing up, that's always something that, like, uh, that I always wanted. Like, I always wanted somebody to come back and be like, oh, like, you know, I got here by doing this, this, and that. And, but, like, you know, growing up, like, you know, I never really had that. So it was more of, like, a, you know, trial and error and just take it day by day situation. So I definitely want to, like, uh, j- just, like, let people know back home that, like, it's possible. Like, you know, it, you know, it's kind of easy, you know, going to college, but it's hard to stay, so. You know, you just got to make sure you have you got to have the right people in your corner that's going to support you, uh, no matter how no matter how uh, how low you get. You just got to make sure you have the right people uh, in your corner and like whatever you believe in, just keep believing in that, and you know, and, and just know that everything's going to work out in the end, as long as you don't give up, and really, and just make sure you put the work in to make sure you um separate yourself from everybody and just stuff like that. One of the the graphics and and statistics that I always see the NCAA post from time to time and some recruiting services post from time to time mm-hmm. basically show how difficult it is for a high school athlete, specifically a high school football player, to eventually go on and play at the next to play professionally in the NFL. And I think there's like two million some odd players around the country, and maybe two hundred of them get that opportunity. Are you able to grasp, Corey, what it means to to be in the position that you're in and and having worked so hard to do this? Uh, it's not something that everybody gets a chance to do, and you've given yourself a chance to do it. Is that something you can get your head around at all? Um, yeah, it's like because I've always been a type man. Anytime I have my mind, I'm going to do it. So, like you know, like you know, I remember uh, in high school, middle school. <clears throat> in middle school, um, all the teachers would be like, uh, what's your dream job? They used to always put NBA, NBA, stuff like that. And they'll be like, okay, like, you have to come up with a more realistic job. And I'm like, man, NBA, like, I, I feel like, that, that, like that's what I was going to do. But then they kept saying, like, have a plan B, plan B. And my plan B was kind of like the NFL. Like, either way I go, I want to be playing football doing it. But I always seen the, the um, percentages and stuff like that. And this always made it seem like that it wasn't really realistic to do, you know, coming from where we come from because, you know, they haven't seen it done in a long time. But, you know, I always like – but I always had the right people in, the, in my corner that supported me with anything I had my mind to. They definitely helped me all the time from coaches uh, to players, uh, like I said, teammates, uh, cousins, or especially my mom. Like anything I had my mind to, I was, I was always able to accomplish it accomplish it but it was never during my time it was always during God's time like you know I always want to think so easy you know I see other people from the outside looking in it was just so easy but like you know everything I had to go through it was just all worth it and you know I never really let those things like kind of like uh put me down like yeah they said it was a hard percentage yeah they said it was going to be tough to do it's not realistic but you know I was more focused on proving myself right the whole time yeah I think you uh you certainly have uh, have made it real for a lot of people, including yourself. And it's uh, for the folks that said, maybe that's not realistic. 
I think you, you maybe changed their mindset. So that's pretty awesome yeah. that you're able to do that. Uh, I, I saw recently that Coach Mark Clark had you come over and talk to the Hopkinsville High School football team, which I think is really, really cool. A great opportunity for those guys. What was your message to them? And really just in general, what would be your advice to the next generation of Corey Trices? I know you just kind of mentioned some of the things that uh, that you did when you were in school and, and maybe um, you know kind of fought against maybe doubt if that existed at all. But uh, what, what did you tell those guys? And, and can you share maybe what your further advice would be for people that are looking up to you right now? Yeah, so actually how that, how that even happened was, like, he just had found out that I was in the building because I know that at, um, at, um, at um, Hawkinsville, it was a lot of old teachers there. And plus, like, uh, one of my best friends, my cousin, uh, Kendaris Major, he worked there. So I was like, you know, uh, I'm going to go there and see him throughout the day. Um, my old coach, uh, Darrell Johnson, uh, he, he's there. Uh, and then, like, a lot of my old teachers and stuff like that. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to show up there. And plus, Coach King is, like, the assistant principal principal or something like that so showed up there and then he just heard that I was in the building it was kind of like uh it was kind of like, like a little you know uh on the spot thing so he had called me and I had uh, all right yeah I don't mind went there you know I seen him working out and I was just letting him know man like that this can be y'all as long as y'all you know listen to y'all coaches you know stay humble and like man every day just putting in extra work because that's exactly what I did like every day you know I was going out to the um the water park uh up in the sand and do a sand workout with a ladder and every day, man, you got to put in work and just try to like, uh, you know, compete, uh, with your friends every day until the time to compete on Friday nights, uh, against other teams, you know, like, uh, make sure that y'all making the right decisions and really just having the right people around y'all with the same goals as y'all and just stuff like that. Just trying to let them know that like everything I'm doing, y'all can, y'all can do it too. One thing that I'll, I'll say about you, and there's never a doubt about it, whether it's been at the water park, like you mentioned, the sportsplex, which I know you've called me about in the past, trying to get in there to work. You have uh, all the ability in the world to work out on your own and to have that drive to go find a place to get better on your own. And that's something not a lot of people have. And I think you should be commended for the fact that you have that work ethic, that you know how to apply it. And you've turned it in now to an opportunity that kids can only dream of growing up. And I think uh, you should be very proud of of what you've accomplished. Yes, sir, definitely, man. Because, like, man, I always had to work for things I got. Like, I was never that guy who, like, just had things given to him and stuff like that. Like, everything. Like, I always have to work for it. So, you know, that's, always, that's how I grew up. So that's how, you know, that's kind of, like, like, really what made me, you know, to be in this position now, you know, coming off an of injury and stuff like that. But just putting in extra work. and. That's really what it's going to take. It's really uh, working hard and disciplined. That's a great place to stop, man. That's a, what an awesome conversation. Uh, thank you so much for your candor, for your wisdom. We all really, really appreciate it. Uh, and, and we definitely are going to be rooting for you this week. Uh, we know we're going to hear your name call. There's going to be a lot of cheering going on in Hopkinsville. It'll probably mostly be from your mom, but uh, there's going to be a lot of folks that can be very excited about, about what's going on with you and, and, and your future. Definitely, man. I appreciate that. And it's crazy because, like, I had um, I had went to go visit visit the Bears like uh, last week. And then I had found that article that you had wrote on me about you know um, it would just it would be it would just be crazy because how um, I told you that like that was my dad for every team, and that was in 2017. And it was just crazy how like it all had came around and stuff like that. Like even like even if I don't go there, it was just like me being there 
at the facility, like, dang, like, this really was my dad for every team. And, you know, I get to be in this facility, you know, even though it was my last time, like, I know he would have loved it. So, you know, I, I had just thought about that because I had read that article uh, whenever I had signed to go to Purdue. Yeah. I love that. And I'm so happy you shared that. And it's amazing that you brought it full circle. And yeah. I know that your dad's proud of you and he's going to be watching this this week too. So yeah. take it all in and enjoy it, my friend. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate it. All right. That's been Christian County High School and Purdue University graduate and soon to be NFL cornerback Corey Trice on the Young Sports Podcast. Again, best of luck to Corey as he goes on to his next goal and pursues a moment that kids dream about their whole lives. We'll be rooting for you. I'll be right back as we wrap up this week's episode. Thank you. Once again, I appreciate Corey Trice taking the time to join us today. You can tune in to watch the NFL Draft beginning Thursday, April 27th on ESPN. You won't want to miss it. For today's sports quote, as we wrap up the show, we go to legendary Chicago Bears football coach Mike Ditka, which seems appropriate after the way today's episode ended. Coach Ditka said the following, Success isn't permanent, and failure isn't fatal. Success isn't measured by money or power or social rank. It's measured by your discipline and inner peace. The ones who want to achieve and win championships motivate themselves. Effort without talent is a depressing situation, but talent without effort is a tragedy. Thanks for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your desired streaming application, and for sharing this episode link on social media. If you have a question, comment, or even a suggestion for a future guest, please email Young Sports. That's J U N G Sports at gmail.com. May your heart always be joyful. May your song always be sung. And may you stay forever young. Talk to you next time.